Here we are on the last day of November. And as I pull out my planner and my roadmap for 2022, I'm thinking even more heavily about progress and how to measure progress. And that is going to be the focus of this Coaching Hive conversation. As a coach, you are likely thinking about progress from many different points of view. You're considering your client's progress toward their vision. You're considering your own health and wellness progress and probably even your business progress as an entrepreneur. Progress is really exciting to think about. And it can also be a bit overwhelming at the same time, right? When you start measuring and thinking about progress, it can lead to a feeling or desire to do something about the progress that you've made. Maybe it's to amplify the progress that you've experienced. Maybe it is to adjust course, take a different path to progress. Maybe it's acknowledging that bigger changes might be on the horizon. Regardless of what you feel when you think about progress or when you sit down to think about progress with a client, it's critical to take things one step at a time. Today, I'd like to share with you three things that can help you move through this process of thinking about progress without the feeling of overwhelm, questioning, or the highs and lows that often accompany progress conversations. This is so important as you and your clients work on the next steps. By exploring the progress of thinking through progress, you'll feel enlightened instead of burdened and hopeful instead of lost. Are you ready? Grab a pen and paper, your tablet, however you like to take notes, or go ahead and grab the free downloadable PDF that I created with the three-step process that we're about to discuss. If you want to grab the PDF, head on over to www.hivechallenge.com forward slash progress guide. And I'll email you a copy of the progress management guide right away. I know I'm ready to dive in. And if you are too, let's go ahead and get started. I'm Dr. Mora, and this is the Coaching Hive Podcast. Okay, I promised you three steps for moving through the process of thinking about progress. But first, let's take a look back and gain some context here. At the beginning of this year, when I started this podcast and moved more fully into my role as a coach mentor, started these conversations, I was looking at the progress or lack thereof with a critical eye. Often what happened when I looked at a new metric was that I would shut down. My brain saw the gaps, saw the negatives. The winds were so small at that point that I felt like they were barely even there, even if I used a magnifying glass. It was in those moments that I realized the importance of having a plan for looking at the progress measurements. I needed that information, so I couldn't just ignore it, nor could I allow it to derail the progress I was making. Enter these three steps that I'm about to share with you. It has shifted my perspective when I work on personal or professional plans, and I think it will help you as well. Now, as promised, here are the three steps. Step one, before looking at any metrics or progress measurements, first identify one plan or piece of a plan that's going well or has gone well. Why would you do that before even looking at what worked? 
The answer is simple. You're priming your brain to see the good and the growth that has occurred. It's kind of like a seatbelt. It's getting you ready for a safe trip. By identifying a positive, you will be more inclined to see the progress measures with an eye toward what has happened rather than what hasn't happened. For example, when I started my podcast, I didn't immediately have a lot of listeners. Most podcasts don't. But each time I sat down to explore the metrics, I first recognized how many episodes I had published. This was something that I could identify identify as a win. In fact, as of this conversation, I've posted a new podcast episode every Tuesday for the last 44 weeks. That's a huge win. It sets me up for finding the other positives. When you talk with a client about their progress, before you even get to the nitty gritty details, encourage them to identify something that has worked. When you have a client who partially completes a plan, this means that they got started. If you have a client who didn't even start the plan, well, how did they spend their time? Chances are something else was going on in their life to delay the plan. And maybe they just flat out didn't do it. They weren't committed to it just yet. Well, they became more self-aware. These are all things to acknowledge. These are all going to prime the brain to look for what is working so that you can keep moving forward. So step one is all about identifying one plan or piece of the plan that has gone well. This truly does prime the brain to look forward rather than getting stuck in the past. Step two, when you get ready to look at the measurement of progress, actively remind yourself that this is not personal. It has nothing to do with your self-worth as a human being. So often when we get a metric back or any kind of evaluative tool, we interlace those results with our self-worth. The fact is that they are two entirely different things. Going back to my podcast example, if I log in and see that my listeners have plateaued, have decreased, or have stopped growing, it can be tempting to make that personal. It's easy to start thinking, I don't have a worthy message. Or see those stats? They show that I shouldn't be doing this. Or maybe even I should just shut this down. There are so many other better podcasts out there. These statements are all laced with doubt about our own self-worth. In fact, the success of this podcast, these kinds of conversations, it does not determine my worth. Just like the success of your plan does not determine your worth. When clients are faced with a measurement that doesn't align with their plan, they may even think that they aren't worth the change, the coaching, or to achieve the vision they carefully crafted. This is why reminding yourself before looking at any metric that has no impact on your self-worth, I would actually encourage you to say out loud, I am worthy of this journey, regardless of the progress at this exact moment. I am worthy of this journey, regardless of the progress at this exact moment. By saying this out loud, you have the benefit of speaking it in your own voice, hearing it, in your voice. It becomes a multi-sensory message. Add in a smile and look at yourself in the mirror and you are adding a visual component that makes it hard for your brain to ignore. Are you starting to get the picture here? We need to actively look at progress from a positive perspective. 
This does not mean we need rose-colored glasses, as I'll share in step three. But it does mean that we need to start from a positive perspective. So to quickly recap, step one was to identify one plan or piece of a plan that went well before looking at any metrics or progress measurements. Step two was to actively remind yourself that this is not personal. It has nothing to do with your self-worth as a human being. And you can even say, I am worthy of this journey, regardless of the progress at this exact moment. Now, you might be thinking, this is all fine and good, but I do have to look at the progress measurements that I have been carefully, diligently collecting. And you're right. This is where step three comes into play. Step three is to examine the measurements that you have collected and write down three objective observations that you can make. Let that sink in for a moment. Identify three objective observations or things that you've learned. Going back to the podcast example, I might say that podcasts where I post a reel to Instagram have a higher download rate than those where I don't take this step. Another observation might be that mindset was more popular than a discussion of ores. And a third observation might be that episodes with a free piece of content do no better or worse than a podcast episode without additional free content, like a downloadable PDF, like the one I've provided in this conversation today. By looking at the measurements and metrics objectively, there's no judgment. And the observation becomes something that allows for a shift in planning and future decisions. It has nothing to do with self-worth or failure. It has everything to do with being a worthy human being who can now look at the data and make informed decisions for how to move forward. When you have a client who is working toward a plan, this same process applies. Now, until they learn how to make a simple observation, you may find it helpful to start the process by offering an observation. Make the observation with neutral fact-based language and then encourage them to find an observation to make. You could even alternate as you identify the observations to be made from the data gathered. This will help your client also learn how to have a really good relationship with progress measurement tools. Now, as I mentioned, this does not mean that you're not recognizing the challenges and the room for growth, change and improvement. In fact, this process, this step puts those concepts front and center, but in an observationally neutral way. And when you have these objective stated observations, you can then make decisions about how to proceed. So with step three, you're going to write down three objective observations that you've learned based on the measurement data that you are examining. What do you think of this process? It makes the idea of looking at your measurement data and metrics much more inviting and honestly, much more usable. Before discovering this process, I would cringe and procrastinate with the best of them when it was time to look at the data and make adjustments. But once I adopted this three-step process, it became simple to handle the data in a positive way, even if the measurement didn't meet my planned goals. Looking at the data reminds us that there is always room for growth and building on what we've already accomplished. It isn't about tearing someone down, but taking those strengths that already exist 
and making them even more powerful, even more useful, even more helpful. And as I mentioned, to help you implement this process, I have created a simple PDF that you can download at www.hivechallenge.com forward slash progress guide. This is a PDF that you can use each time you sit down for a meaningful exploration of your progress. And even those in-between times when you need just a quick look. In fact, for those in-between times, I have included a quick guide in the PDF, as well as more of a workbook style for those bigger times when you're sitting down to look at your progress. You'll be able to jot notes along the way, each step of the way. So what are you waiting for? Go get that PDF today at www.hivechallenge.com forward slash progress guide and begin looking at your data with a different lens. On that note, I hope you have a happy, safe, and peaceful week. I'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Coaching Hive podcast. Have a wonderful week.